Emmy award-winning comedian John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time only on Netflix. I say Kim Kardashian's leaving the ass behind. You go right back and you get the ass. Yeah. You get her ass. Get her well, here's the thing. I want the Kardashian. Here's the thing. I've the always had gigantic, gigantic Jewish eyebrows. And for a while, for a while, there was a, like, they were out of fashion. Big eyebrows were out mm-hmm. of fashion. And I just waited and I just waited. And now the bushy eyebrows back. You didn't want to do the really tiny, like, 20s, <laughs> like, one. My grandpa literally line. had to, like, flip the hair to see. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a good eyebrow. Like an room. awning. Yeah. It was cool. Bob. Yeah, we all have good brows. We all got, we all got big brows. Big brows. Yeah. Big brow yeah. gang. And we're back. <laughs> I'm here with Hallie, Brian, and Sarah. Let's get into it. What a weekday. Things are off to a great start in the Capitol. Representative Tim Burchett told CNN that Kevin McCarthy elbowed him in the kidneys in the halls of Congress. Explain to us what happened with you and Kevin McCarthy. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR, uh, a lovely lady, and she was asking me a question. And, and at that time, I uh, got elbowed in the back, and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. And I turned back, and there was, there was Kevin. <laughs> Incredible. There he this was. is Congress. It reminds me of like watching my father and my uncle pay a bill, and you realize like they are just two old silverback gorillas. Like at any point in time, they could just be taking kidney shots. You know. Yeah, it's good to remember all primates. Yeah. At the end of the day, I just the idea that you're walking past someone you don't like, and you do the like hip check thing. I like that McCarthy is like, I didn't do it. And everyone's like, what we a, saw it. What, <laughs> like, yeah, what me. a piss in. Well, like, it's just like, just be like, yeah, I did. Like, at that point, just fight. It's to be like, I didn't do it. But just like, you hit cooler, me by school locker or something. Like, clearly, like, Kevin McCarthy is genuinely going through something as a person. Because remember when he wanted to fight Eric Swalwell, too? Yeah. And he, like, got up in Eric Swalwell's face and said, call me a coward again and see what happens. Then he said, you're a coward. Then he went, Mrah! and then he, like, marched away. Well, remember when he achieved his dream in the most embarrassing way possible and then lost his dream in the other most embarrassing way possible? <laughs> He's got to uh, fight somebody. He's got to fight. He's got to fight somebody. He needs a fight club. Like, he needs he needs to physically fight someone. There's something in him that has to come out. I'll do it. Brian, he'll snap you like a twig. I don't think he would. I work out sometimes. Who thinks that Brian would win? And if I was Kevin McCarthy? Pretty big. Hey, Brian. She's yeah. a big man. I think you'd win. Thank you. Oh. I think you'd win. And I, I think you'd win because I think you have youth on your side. I also think you have, <laughs> I also think that um, y- that McCarthy would approach a fight like the British would approach a war in their height of empire, which is just like lining up ordinary tactics. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd have the energy of a kind of insurgent campaign. Like, I think you'd, I think you'd go, I think you're, I think you'd go high. I think you'd go low. I'm bouncy. I, think, yeah. I think all of a sudden you're behind Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. We've talked about like, my center of gravity before. Yeah. Your center of gravity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, um, you kind of, you know, um, I think you can get real small and then mm-hmm. get real big. I don't know I, which of us has less to lose. I think it would be a moral victory for you. If I win? No, no. I just mean in general, even if you, you died. Oh, okay. you'd be on the right side of history. 
And that's what's important. I feel like Kevin would do a lot of just like squaring up. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's what I mean. Cuffs. That's yeah. what I mean. He'd be like, it's like, like that's what I mean in the sense that he'd be like a British army. He just sort of like hop back and forth. Yeah. He's like, and he's, yeah, there's a lot of that. I think Kevin McCarthy really wants someone to grab him yeah. and hold him back. And he can say, let me go, let me go, let me yeah. go. He doesn't want to fight. He wants to want to fight. Mm-hmm. And he wants to be stopped from the fight he wishes he could have. Yeah. Which actually is also his political philosophy when mm-hmm. you think about it. Let me at him. Let me at him. I'll fight him. Now, Look, if we all fight him, <laughs> we have a chance. Well, who would who would you rather fight? One Kevin McCarthy sized duck or hundred duck sized <laughs> Kevin McCarthy? Ooh, that's a great question. Anyway, we here at Crooked Media call that the Vitor Good Morning. It just means they're best friends, right? Is that what he says? It means they're best friends. <laughs> NPR's Claudia Grisales confirmed on Twitter that while talking to press after a GOP meeting, McCarthy seemed to shove Burnett from behind. Burnett then bumped into Grisales, knocking all her papers to the ground. They both reached for them, and their hands touched. I'm sorry, that's from my erotic novel, Insurrectionist of the Heart. More of a novella. That's from my Insurrectionist novella, Insurrectionist of the Heart. That's from my erotic novella, Insurrectionist of the Heart. How's it telling? About as well as you'd expect. (laughs) Burnett, who voted for McCarthy's removal, reportedly chased the former speaker down the hall and shouted, why'd you elbow me in the back, Kevin? Hey, Kevin, you got any guts? You're pathetic, man. You are so pathetic. Call me pathetic one more time, McCarthy screamed back. Really do it. I'm this close to coming. (laughs) Ew. In the old days, these guys would have dueled to the death. Now we get to watch them circle around and snap at each other for a couple days like the Sharks and the Jets. I can understand Kevin McCarthy's rage. His entire speakership was based on being a tremendous little bitch. Where's all that bitchness supposed to go? You know? That's the question. <laughs> Wasn't it Rand Paul who got into a fight with his neighbor? Over leaves. Someone's neighbors just got to attack Kevin McCarthy. All right. Hypothetically. If they wanted to on their own. If they wanted own. to. We don't, we don't condone. We, do, we enjoy, but we don't condone. Okay. Burnett went on to say this. I just don't expect a guy who was at one time three steps away from the White House to sucker hit you with a sucker punch in the in the, in the hallway. <laughs> Why, you think Donald Trump never knocked the wind out of Jeff Sessions on his way to the bathroom? I just like... When uh, when uh, Charles Sumner was, was caned mm-hmm. on the floor of the House... Famously. Famously. Yeah. That was as the nation was being ripped apart by the fight over slavery. Like, that was a country at the brink because of a fundamental disagreement over basic moral precepts that would ultimately lead to a war. Kevin McCarthy elbowed someone in the back because he was mean to him. There's no policy disagreement. It's just 100% because they personally don't like each other. I do think, you know how there's that famous like lithograph of the Kane incident? It'd be cool if we had like a pen and ink drawing of Kevin McCarthy <laughs> elbowing someone in the kidneys. Merch. Merch. What was it? Who is that? Um, Who is the Dutch etch? The Dutch artist who did all those famous etchings. Oh, yeah. What is it? Oh, Durer? That's another no, person? No, Durer. Durer. That's who I think of. There's actually quite a number of people who used to do it as it turns out. Not just the white guy. Durer. That's who I was thinking of. That's who I was thinking of. 
Durr. 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 <laughs> that's, a, that's a sophistication range for this show. Durr to durr. <laughs> and that fight between Burchin and McCarthy, that's not even the only fight that almost broke out in Congress on Tuesday. Over in the Senate, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, our guy, got up to fight Teamster Sean O'Brien over a tweet mocking Mullen, and Bernie Sanders had to break it up. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your solution? Every poll. No, no, sit down. Sit down. It's rules. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Okay. Okay. Sit down, please. So I just want to be clear about what we just saw there. Uh, Mullen read a tweet that Sean O'Brien posted that basically called him a bunch of bad names and then said, I'll come. F- I don't think he said fight explicitly, but like, uh, let's t- let's meet, name the time and place. And then Mullen at this hearing goes, this is a time. This is a place, which is, I have to say, cool. And then yeah, that's cool guy stuff. That's cool guy stuff. And then he stands up and just... Mullen is a hulking dude. And like he goes to take off his wedding. He doesn't do it. He stops. But his it's it's clearly what's interesting about it is like as MAGA has taken over the Republican Party, like guys that fight at bars have moved closer and closer to the center of our politics because he stood up and went for his ring like a man that has almost or often fought with his fists in his life. Did they say stand your butt up? You yeah, stand, stand your, your butt, butt up. up. I love that. Well, I also think he, the person who he's fighting is a teamster who is also that same person. So I think you're yeah. right. It's just like, if we're really going to get into it, the person on the other side of the fight is the teamster version of Mark Mullen, Mark Ring Mullen, who is like, oh, yes, I've been in a fight before. Like, I will, I will meet you on the battlefield that is the floor of Congress. Here's my question. If you're going to fight, wouldn't you put on more rings? I think that that's not gentlemanly. Um, yeah. Write in the comments. You know, it is gentlemanly getting in a fight on the Senate floor. The, uh, yeah, I think also, though, if you have a ring on your finger and you punch someone really hard with your fist and your hand, it's going to hurt. Well, then your hand swells up. Oh, then then you have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Though in the film The Abyss, uh, which we all know and remember in great detail, Mm -hmm. Ed Harris refuses to take off his wedding ring, even though he is officially or unofficially divorced from, oh, what's her name? It sounds like Alyssa Mastromonaco, Ma- Master Antonio. What's her name? There was a lot Mar- of wedding Mary ring. Mary Master Antonio. There, there was uh, a lot of wedding ring imagery in 90s movies. Yes. But in the film The Abyss, he refused to take his wedding ring off. And then when the when the emergency doors are closing because water is flooding the ship um, due to a conflict over how to talk to the undersea aliens, uh, which is, of course, as we all know what that film is about, the door closes and the ring saves him. Because it's a very strong ring. It makes closes you think. and keeps him alive. It really makes you think. That's like in Bring Down the House when Queen Latifah has the Razor Motorola and she gets shot in the boob and the phone saves her. <gasps> That's cool. We're just describing the plot of different movies <laughs> at this point. I believe also in the Book of Eli. <laughs> <laughs> Sag strikes over, baby. Yeah, let's hear it. Run him down. Bernie Sanders was quite frustrated and gave a pretty stern talking to, to both the uh, Teamster representative and his colleague, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Hold it. Said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't make like it worse. Thugs and you, you have, and you I don't like you because you just it. described yourself. 
Hold it. You have the mic. Yeah. You have time. All Make right. Your statement. Oh, now Bernie calls for a ceasefire. <laughs> it's basically this scene from Dr. Strangelove. Awesome. Anyway, Mark Wayne Mullen has been sent to a farm upstate where he can run and play with Commander Biden. <laughs> but don't worry, the 2024 presidential race is also a wonderful mess. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott has suspended his campaign, announcing his decision in a Fox News interview on Sunday. Sorry, Tim, looks like America just wasn't ready for the first virgin president. But I believe your candidacy has brought the virgin community one step closer to popping the glass cherry. Ew. Ew. I regret writing that. <laughs> and even more sadly, we won't get to see a real-life version of this 71-minute B-movie from 1968 called The Virgin President. I will read the synopsis of this film. This is real. The president of the U.S. is succeeded by his naive, wide-eyed son, and his advisors try to take advantage of the situation by planning to drop an atomic bomb on Manhattan and blaming it on the Red Chinese. I will note the word succeeded is misspelled in what I believe is the original copy. The president's name in the film is Filmerd Milmore. <laughs> and I have no doubt that the racial and gender politics are horrifying. By way of explanation, Tim Scott told reporters, I had sex, so I'm a Democrat now. We, so in this movie, is the, the virgin son the vice president before he dies? I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much of a internet footprint this act this film actually has it doesn't actually why would the sun succeed the president yeah doesn't really make sense i don't know that a lot of this film is going to make sense this is my running mate he's my son he's never had sex i'm dead <laughs> right exactly yeah, i think <laughs> it's don't a, that sound like america though part of me's like no that seems like it could pan out said scott i love america more today than i did on may 22nd but when i go back to iowa it will not be as a presidential uh candidate Scott is referring, of course, to his girlfriend, actress America Ferreira, in the role of a lifetime. <laughs> Two people close to the Scott campaign told reporters that they hadn't been given advance notice about his decision to drop out. Said one advisor, it came out of nowhere. Everything was going so bad, like usual. I We talked about this a little bit on Pod Save America yesterday. I find it like, I believe this happened when uh, Trevor Noah said he wasn't going to be doing The Daily Show anymore. It happened here. It's happened in a few other places. I think there's something so revealing in a bad way when a person who is leading a group of people who have, like, decided to give up their time and to vote themselves to a project that, like, yeah, you're doing it together, but, like, you're working to make someone else look good, perform well. When they go public and announce they're quitting or leaving or or ending their campaign without first giving a heads up to the people that that worked for them. Like I, I, it's so obnoxious to me. Like, like these people moved to, to Iowa or New Hampshire or South Carolina or wherever to like help you because they were either convinced by what you said or thought it was the right thing to do for themselves, whatever reason they may have. But like, it would be so easy to take a moment and like talk to your staff and say, Hey, I want to let you guys know I'm about to do the Trey Gowdy show. I made a really hard choice that I think I'm going to suspend my campaign. I'm so grateful to all of you. And I don't want you to think it's a reflection on your work, but instead you're just going to find out with the public, like you're just, you're nothing, like you don't matter to him at all. Like it's very, very revealing for a guy that said he was going to make his campaign about like better ethical and moral values that he is so disdainful of the people that work for him. And honestly, the more you would talk to him, I'm like, then he, he could have been president. 
You know what I mean? Like, he was a piece of shit. He could have made it. When he ends the show, how do you want to find out? Just uh, stand over my grave and, <laughs> and let me know what the plan is. You want to? You, you're gonna just you'll take off your moon boots and <laughs> check your slide me out of my check drawer. your hollow screen. <laughs> yeah, throw my ashes out of the moon base where we all live. <laughs> hey, um, hey, I know that uh, Hallie's funeral is the wrong time for this, but I decided to end love it or leave it. Now let's press this button and watch her go. <laughs> and then I'll be replaced by an AI version of myself. And this is, that's what hell is. That's what hell is? I don't know. I've never been there. Hey, Hallie, what's hell? It's where you go when you die? Stand your butt up. Hang on, I'm going to Google it. I'm going <laughs> to look on IMDb. Fight, what is fight, hell? Fight. We should fight, though. You and I should fight? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good matchup. Yeah, yeah. that's a good matchup. I got a lot going on. You got a lot going on. We're both we are we're both have zero calories in our bodies. It's, it's going great for us. I would like to actually know. I'm 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 I think we might maybe we need to ask Crooked HQ who would win in a fight. Let's ask HR to set some. No, up. no. I feel like you two are a fair fight. Brian and I are a fair fight. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I would never hate you. <laughs> I'd hit both I, of them. I, 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 <laughs> and I'm ready. I'll hit anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I couldn't hit Hallie either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm expecting a backhanded slap any day now. There's a moment I always think about. Is it another movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's so insulting. It's a British television show. Oh, <laughs> what is the TV show where the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey was with the woman from... <laughs> From the X Files. <laughs> oh, the serial killer show. Yes. Oh, yes. What was that? The fall. The, fall. the fall. I never saw that. Oh my God. There's something so chilling in the fall, which I think about all the time, which is what's his name? That Jamie Dornan. I'm Jamie getting my slapping hand warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan is a very scary serial killer in that show. It was, I think I gave up on it because it was too scary mm-hmm. and too dark. But basically, he is doing a serial killing. And he has happened upon by someone who discovered who's like catches him in the act. And then that person hits him in the back with like a bat. And then Jamie Dornan flies across the room and then he ca- comes to and he fights back and he wins the fight. And then he's like captured two people. And he says to these two people, he goes, because you were afraid to hit me in the head, because like you were, you got nervous and you chickened out and you hit me in the back instead of the head, you're going to die. And I think about that. That's exactly what Tim Burchett said. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Should have killed me when he had the chance. Scott's exit from the race came just days after his girlfriend reveal when interior designer Mindy Nose joined him on stage following the third Republican debate. Oh, great, said Mindy. Now we can spend so much more time together, holding hands, being so tired, maybe doing it tomorrow. I think that this is AI. I know we saw uh, this woman in real life at the debate, but I believe she is uh, CGI of some sort. How, by the way, a lot of people have noted that Tim, that, that Mindy Nose looks a lot like Lisa Gilroy when we had, when Lisa Gilroy came on Love or Leave It and played Tim Scott's girlfriend. And it's uncanny. It is. We were spot yeah. on. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. Meanwhile, when God closes a weird sexless door, he opens a neocon window. Nikki Haley's campaign will spend $10 million in TV, radio, and digital ads in Iowa and New Hampshire in December. As of now, that's more than five times what Ron DeSantis is planning to spend. 
Pencils out, kids. If Nikki Haley spends $10 million in Iowa and Ron DeSantis spends $2 million in Iowa, how many more times likely is Haley to lose spectacularly regardless? Do you think so she could win, though? Nothing is written. Yeah, I do. Nothing is. If she wins, do you think she'll then win? Uh, there's only there's only what we can do. I don't know. I don't know. I, the hypothetical of the hypothetical, the unlikely hypothetical of her winning means I don't feel like emotionally I need to deal with the hypothetical of her being the nominee and then running against Joe Biden. I do think the first female president will be a Republican. Yes, definitely. I also just think like we've just been over and over again surprised like the future never fails to surprise us and we're always fighting the last war and we don't really figure out why we were fighting the last war until the, the this war the next war is over you know so you're saying Doug Burgum will win probably I'm I'm not I'm not it's not off the table I, is he still technically in the race I just looked I, it up yeah yeah I think I thought he hasn't he hasn't dropped out yet yeah he says he's gonna stick it out through the New Hampshire primary why Gotta live, man. Gotta live, man. There's nothing else going on. Why not? Yeah, that's the question. He's the governor of a state, isn't he? Yeah, but not one that has, you know, stuff happening. (laughs) I was like, land the plane, Brian. You got this. (laughs) Not the not the cool Dakota. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin announced Thursday that he will not seek re-election, threatening Democrats' ability to hold on to their Senate majority and suggesting he may be gearing up for a presidential bid. What kind of next-level hype man does Joe Manchin have that he believes for a second anyone would vote for him? Who has that houseboat rocking with enthusiastic conviction? Wait, has anyone seen DJ Khaled? Has anyone seen <laughs> DJ Khaled? Where's DJ Khaled? Khaled, no. Khaled, no. Khaled, no. Thank God Manchin's running. America needs a president that looks like he warms up his ice cream and calls it Joey's Sweet Soup. What does that mean? I don't know, but could it also apply to Joe Biden? Kind of? I, know. Yeah. I think oh, we yeah. have applied it to Joe Biden. But he, Joe Biden likes ice cream. He likes it on the cone. He, like, he doesn't he, he like ice cream. <laughs> he, likes, he likes it on the cone, as, as, as the saying goes about ice cream. As, as, the, as the cool kids say about ice cream. <laughs> I like my ice cream on the cone. Save it for the novella. (laughs) Said Manchin, I believe in my heart of hearts that I've accomplished what I set out to do for West Virginia. And that's hard to argue with. Look at West Virginia, a glittering utopia, a shining city on the hill, first in healthcare, fourth in economy and education if you count from the bottom. Meanwhile, Chris Christie's campaign announced he is qualified for the fourth GOP presidential debate to be held in December. It's a Chris Christmas miracle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm rooting for my boy Chris Christie. Now that my now that yeah, now, now that, that you're in the first choice fell out. Now that yeah, now that my, now that my guy Tim Scott is gone. Is this the last debate? There's Scott everyone really? keeps saying the last debate. There's no last. Really? It goes until it goes. If there's multiple yeah. candidates, there'll be more oh, debates. They'll God. never stop. They'll never really? stop. Who there's I also assume that there was some There are debates amount. after the primaries because people keep debating. It never stops. It doesn't oh. stop once Iowa happens. Damn it. I thought it did. The content monster must be fed. Mm. But when we're dead though. The mo- and and we will be made into more content then. Yeah, you're right. Our digital footprints will ultimately be more real than our real lives because they will continue to exist and feed the AI that is based on the sum total of humanity's output. Your contribution to what the future believes of this era will have nothing to do with what you did with your physical meat and bones and liquids. It will have to do with what you typed with your fingers and said into a camera. Nothing else will remain 
nah, my liquids are going to make a mark. Yeah, I like to think about. <laughs> you know what I do with my liquids? My, 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 <laughs> I like to think that I'm. My conscious. liquids are going to be. My liquids are going to leave a mark. Is what that person said on that flight to. to <laughs> Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. This podcast is brought to you by Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Americans United defends your freedom to live as yourself and believe as you choose so long as you don't harm others. Core freedoms and even democracy itself rest upon the wall of separation between church and state. While Christian nationalists are attacking these freedoms, seeking to force us all to live by their narrow beliefs, Americans United is fighting back. Freedom without favor and equality without exception— Learn more about AU's work at au.org slash crooked. That's au.org slash crooked. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something I need to get off my chest? What is your outlet for working through the things that stress you out? Oh man, you know, I don't know. Pushing it down. <laughs> Pushing it all the way down. Getting it real down deep in there. Squish it. Squishing it. Squishing it real tight. Fighting through it. Gotta fight through it. Skinny jeans are for dads. Fight it. You fight it. You push it down. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Not me. Not me. I'm running on rails. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, I said to my therapist just yesterday, I just feel like I don't have the 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 attention span right now to focus on some of these longer term issues. And she's mm. like, you found a way to say that every session for the past five years. <laughs> if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest. With BetterHelp, everybody needs therapy. You need therapy, I need therapy, Tommy needs therapy. Mm. We all need therapy. Mm -hmm. Visit betterhelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love it. On Veterans Day, Donald Trump called everyone on the left vermin. We pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxist, fascist, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, that lie and steal and cheat on elections and will do anything possible. They'll do anything, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and to destroy the American dream. Hey, listen, sure. I scuttle around at night and occasionally eat little bits of Cheeto that I find on the ground, but the resemblance ends there, sir. This is too tough to joke about. It's getting very Mussolini. I don't. You can't be a vermin and a thug. Those feel like two different kinds of. They're always trying to make that though. They're always yeah. trying to be like, you guys are pussies, but also you're you have the power to destroy everything. Yeah. So at this point, Trump has plans to create camps for immigrants. He plans to stack the government with loyalists. He refuses to leave power, and he's calling his opponents bugs to be squashed. But he is three years younger than Biden, so he's got that going for him. At first, I thought he said varmints, but that was a statement from Yosemite Sam's presidential <laughs> campaign. <laughs> and you know, I was thinking about this, that Yosemite Sam would be full fucking MAGA. Like that is, he's, he is MAGA. And uh, Foghorn Leghorn. I'll say. He, 100% of the insurrection. Like, to, like, he saw fucking Ashley Babbitt die. Uh <laughs> Boghorn Leghorn saw Ashley Babbitt die. Save it for merch. 
<laughs> it would be fun to go through. I'd like to go through a few of the Looney Tunes and decide which one would be at the insurrection. Bugs Bunny, no. Bur- we'd hope. Bu- we'd hope, but we don't know. I think Bugs Bunny is Bernie. Bugs okay. Bunny is black. Bugs Bunny is black. Great. Bugs Bunny is Jewish. Bugs Bunny is black. Can he be both? He can be he both black and yes, Jewish. Yes, he can be both. Okay, it's a tie. Isn't Bugs Bunny based on Clark G- G- Gable? He's also black. black. What? He's voiced by a Jew. He's voiced by a Jew. Clark Gable's black? It's a long held oh. like, belief for some huh. people. Look at Just take a good look at Clark Gable. Daffy Duck. I don't think, he, I think he's. Um, yeah, what's his deal? He feels like a vague guy to me. He's definitely, he's an Elon yeah. reply guy. Oh yeah, he's crypto. He was cheering it on, but he wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Porky Pig. Uh, bow tie suspicious. I think he was there. I think he he was invited to do something. He was so excited to be invited to do something by like somebody he thought was a friend that he didn't even realize it was January 6th. I, I, I can see Porky Pig being very <laughs> like. a nerd. <laughs> he just has no friends. I can see him being a kind of Tim Scott curious. Yeah. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he has a sweetness to him, but, but definitely right wing. Definitely like uncomfortable with trans issues. Uh, Elmer Fudd. Yeah, we know. Uh, come on. Come on now. <laughs> Is that a question? Yosemite <laughs> Sand, Foghorn and Leghorn recovered. Uh, Tweety Bird. Gay. Was at the Women's March, made up, made up pussy hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sylvester, Republican. I don't think Sylvester pays attention to politics. I think Sylvester's I think out of the loop. I think he's worried about cancel culture, though. Mm-hmm. I think he reads, like, the headlines and then tries to talk to, like, his niece and nephew. And they, he, he's open to listening, though. Speeding Gonzalez, probably best to just skip. <laughs> <laughs> he's an immigrant. Depends what part of Texas he's from. Yeah. Uh, and he's Catholic, probably. I'll tell you who's definitely worried about cancel culture. Pepe Le Pew. Oh, well, he should be. <laughs> he Tasma- really should be. Tasmanian Devil. Cornell West. Yeah, okay. And he Granny. Can't even vote here. What? Tasmanian Devil can't vote here. Probably what? not a citizen. You don't think he? You don't he's think Tasmanian? He, he's Tasmanian. Right. That that's where he's from. But we not when we spend time with the Tasmanian Devil, we're not in Tasmania. Where are we? I don't know, but he's around other tunes who are not Bugs Bunny canani- can travel wherever he wants by tunnel. Sure, but canani- like canonically, <laughs> canonically, <laughs> what did you say? I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. No, I don't know. I think it's good. I think it's good. <laughs> Wow. You know, you never thought the Venn diagram of Bugs Bunny and Moss would have any overlap, but here we are. But that's why you listen. That's why you listen. And your uh, granny isn't a QAnon. Would you, Granny? 100%. Yeah. Her Facebook is a horror. <laughs> Kendra's crying. Kendra fully crying, laughing, yeah. imagining the comparison between, and these are dark times, Bugs Bunny and Hamas. We didn't talk about this this week, but so. Speaking of the Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers announced <laughs> oh, yes. right. that they were going to not release the Wiley e. Coyote movie, Coyote v. Acme, which is based on the cartoon, obviously, but this great New Yorker piece about Wiley e. Coyote suing Acme for their failed products. It was a very funny and great piece. And it like it was really interesting because a Looney Tunes Coyote movie does feel like on its face, like, oh, that's another cynical, like, IP thing. And of course, on some level it is. But then, like, Warner Brothers announces that the movie's basically done and they're they're killing it to take a tax write-off instead of releasing it. And then all the people involved in the making of the movie started putting up various, like, stills and music and other clips of the movie or just to give you a sense of what it was going to be. And it does seem like it's one of those things where 
yeah, they took like what could be a cynical premise and like really tried to make something cool. And like that this was, I mean, who knows how good it'll actually be, but like, it's very clear, like from the energy, the people involved were putting off that it was like a, one of those projects where a lot of people are like, I'm going to really bring it for this one. Like I want to, I love these things as a kid and I'm going to make it really awesome, which is the difference between bad IP turned into movie stuff and good. Like it's a difference between the first Suicide Squad movie and Barbie. Like if the people who love it, if the people who participate really love it and really try, you can make something excellent from any idea. And now they're just, but they, the blowback was enough. They decided they're going to try to sell it, which I think is cool. That, that movie better be good. It better be good. Better I be think good. it will be good based on nothing. Lazarus had that look she gets sometimes, which is this idiot cares about the dumbest shit. <laughs> no, I was actually, I was also sad when I saw that that got shut away. So I'm excited. Kind of happened like the Tim Scott campaign. Mm. The, um, the thing of like a studio, like there, it's so, um, short sighted and small minded that like they've like, who knows what happened with the Batgirl thing, but like there really was this implicit promise like for people that make things in entertainment, which is it's impossible. Selling an idea is really, really hard. Getting that idea to be developed into a script anybody wants to make is really hard. Getting a green light to shoot anything, a TV show, a movie, anything is really fucking hard. It's like a one in a hundred, a one in a thousand, one in a 10,000 chance. But if they've, if they've given you, if they've like, they've given you the green light and you're making it and you finish your shoot and you're editing it. It was unheard of that that would be, you could kill that finished project because it was somehow more lucrative for tax purposes to kill it than to release it. And I do think like, if you start, if you like people that are making things have to believe in them, they have to actually like, it's just, it just, it's so, it's so sad. It's so small. Like, isn't it kind of like what the producers is about you it is well right like somehow they make that that if if it fails completely they get the insurance or something yeah yeah i don't remember the yes but it is about like it is the producers but this is this is just like the idea that your fully made movie starring john cena get shelled right that must make anyone trying to make a movie feel so hopeless yeah i feel like it's like this is why i believe like there will be like an explosion of independent cinema is because like i just feel like people have will get to the point where it's like oh so there is no way other than this like, even if you were to get what you have been told that what you want, which is like studio backing and actual money to even see it that it doesn't really matter. I I don't know. I believe that people are creative and like need to make movies. So I hope that that is possible. But then it's like getting it on streaming, getting it distribu- distributed. Like, yeah, it's 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 hard to think but about. I feel like it's going to go back to like high maintenance, awkward black girl, Caleb Gallo, like like more like indie TV stuff because it's just like doable and you don't need to... I'll watch it. Meanwhile, Don Jr. took a stand once again Monday in his father's New York civil trial. My dad did nothing wrong and that's exactly what I will tell him over Thanksgiving. Reminder, Mr. Trump, you're under oath. My dad did nothing wrong and that's exactly what I'll text him on Thanksgiving after I FaceTime with my children. (laughs) Jacob Chansley, best known as the QAnon shaman, seen wearing a furry Viking helmet during the January 6th insurrection, filed to run as a libertarian in Arizona's 8th Congressional District. Chansey expressed that he's done being an agitator. He feels the time is right to work inside the system, reaching across party lines to finally hang Mike Pence. Good luck. I'll send a little gift to your office if you win, said Nancy Pelosi, rolling a dead rat into a newspaper. 
When asked by reporters how he thinks he might fare in the polls, Chansey responded, the only polls I care about are the ones strong enough to support the body weight of a dangling 5'10 evangelical from Indiana. <laughs> Look, he visited the Capitol and he got inspired. It's a nice story if you leave out most of it. <laughs> the Supreme Court announced Monday that it has adopted a code of conduct for the first time following a series of reports about undisclosed gifts and property deals. Totally, totally agree. Ethics, so important, said Clarence Thomas as he put a Cetric caviar onto a potato chip. A fun little twist on a classic he recently learned in St. Bart's. <laughs> the code is a clause in fine print that reads, okay, if nutcase wife accepts gifts, though, that is totally ethical and legal. The ethics code doesn't appear to impose any new significant requirements. The justices said in a statement that for the most part, these rules and principles are not new. The absence of a code, however, has led in recent years to a misunderstanding that the justices of this court, unlike all other jurists in the country, regard themselves as unrestricted by any ethics rules. Oh, you guys didn't think our unwritten vibes-based ethic code was strict enough as we gallivanted across the country with right-wing billionaires and intellectuals, often with interest before the court? What if we write those same rules down with no enforcement mechanism and say that explicitly? Now do you understand how humble and accountable we are? The code requires justices to, among other things, uphold the integrity and independence of the judiciary and avoid impropriety and appearances of impropriety in all activities. The code goes on to say, and learn how to cover your fucking tracks, Clarence. You're blowing it for all of us. I think we should leave it there. And that's our show. We did it. Yeah. Thank you to Hallie, Sarah, Brian, to a lesser extent, Kendra. <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Hamas really took Bugs, Bugs, <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Hamas really took Kendra out. And that's the episode title. And that's the, oh God. <laughs> and just so everybody listening at home knows, we are recording our show as usual at the end of this week. That will be out Saturday. No what a week, no show next week. This team needs a break. We'll be off for Thanksgiving week. And then we'll be back in your uh, podcast feeds the Tuesday right after. And then we're hitting the road mm -hmm. and we'll be in Boulder and we'll be in Phoenix. And so you'll hear that. Sh you'll hear the, which one's first? Phoenix. You'll hear Phoenix on Saturday and then you'll hear Boulder on Monday. And then you'll hear what a week Tuesday. So um, we'll, we'll do our offering to the content gods. Yeah. See you sluts at the movies. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, see you sluts on Saturday. Bye sluts. <laughs> Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett, and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our executive producer. Brian Semmel is our producer. And Malcolm Whitfield is our associate producer. Hallie Kiefer is our head writer. Sarah Lazarus, Jocelyn Kaufman, Peter Miller, and Alan Pierre, Will Miles, and Mohanad El Shaki are our writers. Evan Sutton is our editor. Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis provide audio support. On the road, Vendelin von Schroeder is our tour manager and Anastasia Anderson is our tour coordinator. Stephen Cologne is our audio engineer and Milo Kim is our videographer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Bernardo Serna for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Zuri Irvin, David Tolls, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. You can find those glorious videos at youtube.com slash at loveitorleaveitpodcast. Subscribe to love it or leave it on YouTube or access to video versions of your favorite segments and other exclusive content. Don't forget to follow us at Crooked Media on IG and Twitter. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. It's love it or leave it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I want to go, maybe I'll, maybe, maybe it's time to go full Frida Kahlo and just I let it, fun. let it happen.
Just let them, let them, let them, let, let the two kiss. sides meet. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.